Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hope all is well. This is Perry Rizopoulos. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. And we're back into our old habit. I'm opening the meditations, flipping through a little bit, finding something that catches my eye, and spending a few minutes with it. So here we are in the Gregory Hayes translation, book eight, number 36. And this is a great quote, I think. So for me, this will be helpful for those of us who might be a little bit anxious. It'll be helpful for those of us who are not living in the moment. And we'll get, I think, some practical tips here as well on how to live in the moment a little bit better so we're less crushed, as Marcus will say, by life as a whole. So on that note, here's the first line. It's right there, right? Number 36, book eight. Don't let your imagination be crushed by life as a whole. Don't try to picture everything bad that could possibly happen. Stick with the situation at hand and ask, why is this so unbearable? Why can't I endure it? You'll be embarrassed to answer. Then remind yourself that past and future have no power over you. Only the present, and even that can be minimized. Just mark off its limits. And if your mind tries to claim that it can't hold out against that, well, then heap shame upon it. So there's a lot to unpack here. I think there's a great couple, he broke it into paragraphs here, a great few lines. And let's start off at the beginning, right? We do this so often. We expect to have answers for how we want to live five years from now today. That's even something we encourage ourselves and others to do, right? It's like, what's your five-year plan? And I'm not saying don't have a plan at all. But if we start obsessing over it so much that we feel crushed by it, that's not the point. But no one talks about that with the five-year plan suggestion, right? No one really, they ask you the question, they want an answer, then you kind of move on, right? But then they should say, well, you know, okay, don't worry about that too much. You're not going to get there today. We, we're, we feel overwhelmed. We make ourselves feel bad about ourselves because we think the five-year plan has to happen in one day. So that's your imagination, in my opinion, being crushed by life as a whole. Of course you're not. And by you, I don't mean you literally. I mean me too, everybody, right? Of course we're not prepared today for things that we're going to do 10 years from now, hopefully, or maybe. Right? I would love to have a family. Of course that makes me nervous today. It's supposed to. I want it. I think it'd be a great thing. But ultimately, I'm not ready for that right now. So if I acted and thought and imagined myself today as if I should be ready for that, of course, I'm going to feel crushed by that. We have to be optimistic and we have to focus on allowing ourselves to grow. And allowing also means encouraging and having practices on a regular basis, right? Planning isn't great. Preparing is much better. So when you're imagining, you're planning. When you're taking action, you're preparing. And that's a really important distinction here. So let's move on to the next line. Don't try to picture yourself I'm sorry, don't try to picture everything bad that could possibly happen. That's a great advice for someone who deals with some anxiety, right? Which again, we all do. Don't try to picture everything bad. A lot of times we're just telling bad stories, right? We're picturing things in a totally non-optimistic, totally pessimistic way. Sometimes it's totally imaginary. Other times it's a result of our habituated ways of thinking and feeling. Sometimes it connects to something that happened in our past that we haven't unpacked, that we haven't left behind us, Right? And sometimes, and I think this is almost the worst, right? And this is, I think, the most frequent one. Sometimes this idea of predicting bad possibilities, each possibility might be true enough. And by that I mean it might be possible enough. We have to get good at working in this sort of gray areas. We have to get good at gathering evidence. And we have to get good at creating good pictures in our minds about what could happen. 
the power of if comes right into play here. You're imagining something bad that could happen. Well, what if that doesn't happen? It's not even necessarily about saying, oh, it won't happen and this will happen instead. We might get there. But the first step, especially if that is difficult, might just be to say, well, this is not you know, for sure. This is not certain. And then we could start to picture something good that might happen. We create these plans. Again, what's your five-year plan? That should be a little bit optimistic. We might want to use pessimism sometimes to motivate us to take action, once again, to go into preparing. But ultimately, that should be a relatively optimistic answer about what might happen. And then we can't just start thinking, okay, I have this good idea in my head. Well, what is every possible thing that might get in the way? Once again, we visit that conversation, but even the notion of every possible thing. And I think, Marcus, I'm going to say this in the way I think he would want me to say it. Again, if you're not a person of faith, we might just replace the word God with universe, right? But you're not the universe. You're not God. And the Stoics, when they say, you know, focus on what you can't control, understand what you cannot control, make that distinction, make that something that you return to. Why? Because you are out here thinking that you can control this stuff. You can control your five-year plan. But you're also in the same way thinking you can see all possible difficulties. That goes right back to controlling stuff you cannot control. You don't know what's going to happen or what won't happen. Why not focus on preparing and focus on being a little bit optimistic and visiting the pessimism frequently enough that you feel inspired to take action with the four stoic virtues? That's the ideal, right? And of course, I'm speaking here about this utopia where we don't have problems. And this is a great entry because he clearly, in my opinion, had a problem here, right? He's telling himself, don't let your imagination do this because his imagination did it, right? And again, we're reading someone who trained in philosophy, someone who, who at this point I think was in his 70s, someone who was the most powerful person in the world dealing with very daily issues, right? So change the imagination, tell different stories, try to have some optimistic pictures, right? Stick with the situation at hand and ask, why is this so unbearable? Why can't I endure it? These are great questions because you're calling yourself out a little bit, right? And also you're questioning your perception, right? Because you're, you're saying, oh, I can't deal with this. Well, again, don't say, yes, you can. Maybe that's not the move. Sometimes I go on YouTube and I watch like some motivational stuff and I just feel like people are yelling at me the whole time. I'm like, this isn't really inspirational. We don't, we don't have to be angry when we, when we do this stuff, right? We don't have to, once again, treat ourselves like enemies, instead of friends. A question creates a space, right? For discovery, creates a space for movement. It creates a little bit of, I even say patience, right? As we said, the Pema drone, a question pauses us, right? So why is this so unbearable? Why can't I endure it? And it's like, you're, you'll be embarrassed to answer. He's saying to himself, like, because you can, right? You know, you can do this sort of, you just have to bring that knowledge to the forefront of your mind. Sometimes when I do this podcast, in all honesty, it takes me longer sometimes in others. And sometimes I just feel like, you know, let me just read for myself today. I don't want to talk, but I'm like, you know what, what really is the problem here? Well, for me, it's, I think I have to be perfect. Well, you don't have to be right. And I'm always a little bit like, okay, this is, it's embarrassing. Right. And I think we can, he's going to get into this. I already read it. Right. But the second half, he talks about shame. I think a little bit of, and I'm going to keep this in the context of internal with ourselves. Right. I think a little bit of like, oh, come on, aren't you a little bit ashamed of yourself can actually be helpful. Again, if it causes us or encourages us to take action that we know we should take because it's good, because it's true, because it's just, because it's courageous, 
then a little bit of shame could actually move us forward in a nice way. That's kind of what he's doing here too. He's asking himself, he's kind of, you know, as I said in the past, I like this phrase a little bit. He's kind of kicking himself in the ass. He's like, you're still doing this, right? You're still, and this is where the next part comes in really practically, right? You're still not living in the moment. And he says, right, remind yourself the past and the future have no power over you. Think about how powerful that is. My past has power over me. This is such a natural human thing. We allow our past to influence our present in ways it shouldn't. We allow our futures to influence our present in ways that it shouldn't. I think a really interesting self-writing exercise, take a minute, write one to three ways that your past influences you on a regular basis in a way that isn't helpful for you and do the same thing with your future. That's a great self-writing exercise. I actually might do that myself. That's a really good idea. And then ask questions around those things. Spend the time writing, right? He's reminding himself that they have no power because, again, from my perspective, he allowed the future in this case to have power over him, which is to say he got crushed by life as a whole. He got crushed by his goals five years from now, and it put him in a bad mood. So there he was on Thursday at 9 a.m., feeling bad as a result of his inability to understand that the future has no power over him. Right? Again, only the present. That's only the only time we live is now. And the minimize, like the minimizing is a great strategy he uses elsewhere that Pierre Hodot talks about in philosophy as a way of life in a really nice way. Right? Break it down. Minimize the, the size of the present moment by putting it into very small tasks. I was listening to a podcast recently, and that's general because I listen to a lot of podcasts and I apologize. So this isn't, it's not me saying this, but it was a discussion about like when we struggle to do even daily things at times, like if we're just feeling depressed or very sad or lethargic, like we lack energy. The idea might be to just keep setting the bar lower and being okay with that. Right? When we're dealing with a negative state of being that seems overwhelming, right? The answer isn't to try to do the thing right away. Right? I want to talk a little bit, or I want to talk a lot about Brazilian jiu-jitsu because I've started again. And I think it's really profoundly philosophical, right? When you're in a bad position in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I also think Ryan Holiday mentions this in one of his talks that I liked. When you're in a bad position in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you don't, you cannot just get up right away. It's not going to happen right? It's not, it's literally not going to happen. You need to know all these little moves before the quote, big move of changing the position entirely. And then you gain control over your partner or over the person you're grappling with in the context of a, of a class, right? And of course, in the context of the street, right? The person who is your enemy or the person who's attacking you, you have to know all these little moves and they're very important. And the way you perform them is very important. And the calm that you can maintain when you've habituated that is also very important because it allows you to see what's going on because your opponent is unpredictable, right? So it's not just get up right away. It doesn't happen. You have to, as Marcus is saying, you have to break it down into smaller steps to minimize this idea that someone is on top of me and they're, they're controlling me. We have to minimize and do, okay, what can I do first? What can I do right now? Okay, get myself in a slightly better position. All right, so now I know after this, I can do this. All right, let me calmly control what I can control. Let me calmly defend myself, right? So breaking things down is very important when they're intimidating or when they're difficult or when our state of being makes even the small things that let's say, for example, yesterday felt so easy, it makes them feel difficult. 
And that actually makes me think of a very interesting conversation I had with a friend of mine recently who was kind of feeling surprised about how tired he was feeling over the last few days. He was grappling, trying to figure out why he was feeling this way. And again, digging into his past to the point that he was kind of conquering himself. He was making himself feel even more tired by trying to figure out why he was so tired. And I'm like, we're missing the point here. What can you do right now? What's the smallest thing you could do? Can you take a nap? Can you have a little bit of coffee? Can you maybe do something you enjoy for 15 minutes You know, after we get off the phone? Lowering the bar is sometimes the only option we have. And ironically, maybe that's not the word, right? But ironically, let's just for argument's sake use it, um, that is the thing that's going to push us forward and eventually get us to the goal anyway. But you can't just jump to it. You have to break it down. Especially when, as Marcus is saying here, right, you feel crushed by life. Sometimes in jujitsu, it's actually a great word. You feel like you're literally getting crushed. You have to know that, okay, I have to be patient. There is a way out of this. But I'm not going to do everything right away. I have to break it down. I have to break down this present moment into what's attainable right now. Then that, then once that's attained, I create new opportunities. Okay. Once we seize one opportunity, usually others present themselves. This is for jujitsu and this is for life. But sometimes, especially as Marcus is saying here, he's feeling crushed, right? We have to start with a smaller thing. Just getting out of bed that, that 10 minutes early. Okay, now what? Right, mark off our limits, okay? Mark off the limits of this series of actions. Okay, I'm going to get here and then we'll see what's what. That creates a sense of calm. We have a plan that's more attainable. We have a plan that's, again, not based five years from now, but based five seconds from now. Limiting or delimiting the present, as Marcus would say, based on Hado's characterization, is a powerful way to just relieve some anxiety, create some calm. That calm creates clarity. That clarity should create better actions. And when we break it down into small things, again, when he says heap shame upon your mind, right? He's saying create a better aim and realize that it's attainable. And if you think, or if you're telling yourself it's not, then of course you should sort of sort of say, come on, you could do this. In, in that sense of, of shame being more so like a within ourselves, a way to check ourselves, to prevent ourselves from quitting when we shouldn't. So hopeless is helpful. Break things down. Tell better stories. Start with a lower bar. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, Marcus again tells himself, celebrate any progress. When you're feeling down, it's okay to have a different standard. As long as, again, it's with those sto four stoic virtues and it's moving us forward towards the good thing. Any step forward is a step. Think about times maybe when you've been crushed or maybe, you, you know, I hope it's not the case, but we all experience this. Maybe you're feeling crushed right now. Okay. Feel it. Do the smallest thing possible. And we can slowly, once again, train ourselves to see the future more optimistically and even to see the future less, to live a little bit more in the moment. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.